Thank you for listening to this new episode of the podcast, By the Still Water. It is our hope that these messages are an encouragement in your search for the God of heaven. Thank you for listening. As airplanes go, cargo planes are not the most exciting or glamorous. Unlike the fast fighter jets or the high-flying bombers, they seem to have a somewhat boring existence. They simply haul people and cargo from one place to another. How exciting can that be? However, the men that rode on a cargo plane in February of 1973 did not think the plane or the trip was boring at all. It was called Operation Homecoming. The picture taken that day shows men cheering, shouting, and even crying. The picture would become famous as these were not ordinary men. These were the first group of American prisoners of war being flown home from North Vietnam. They had been held for years in near-starvation conditions. They had been mistreated and abused by their captors. It would be impossible to describe the fear, pain, humiliation, and at times despair they endured. Many would carry the scars and pain of that time for the rest of their lives. But the picture represents the moment that the wheels of the humble cargo plane carrying these freed prisoners leaves the runway in North Vietnam. Few pictures have captured the essence of the word joy, relief, and yes, gratitude, like this picture has. A number of past episodes have focused on the book of Psalms. On this one, we're going to discuss Psalm 126. When the Lord brought back the captive ones from Zion, we were like those who dream. When our mouths were filled with laughter and our tongues with joyful shouting, then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. We are glad. Restore our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. Those who sow in tears shall reap with joyful shouting. He who goes to and fro weeping, carrying his bag of seed, shall indeed come again with a shout of joy, bringing his sheaves with him. One of the amazing things about the book of Psalms is the amazing time span the poetry covers. Psalm number 90 was written by Moses, while the most famous of the Psalms, Psalm 23, the shepherd's psalm of David was written 500 years later. The Psalm 126, the one we're discussing, was composed almost 500 years after the shepherd's psalm. So between these three, the collection itself spans about a thousand years of writing. Many moments in Bible history are captured in these songs and poems. We have talked about the personal nature of the Psalms of David, both in great moments of joy and moments of shame and fear. Many Psalms were dedicated to the public worship of the Hebrew people, including the public worship in the temple. Some focus on the didactic or the teaching of the people about the nature of God and the laws of God. Others, such as Psalm 126, 
capture a moment in their history, but also what should be learned from that moment. We think that Psalm 126 is from the time the Hebrews were allowed back to their land by the Persian king. They had been forcibly removed into captivity for 70 years. They had been used as forced labor and civil servants for the Babylonians and then later the Persian Empire. Their return would mean the ability to live and worship again. This song celebrates that return. When the Lord brought back the captive ones of Zion, we were like those who dream. When our mouths were filled with laughter and our tongue with joyful shouting, when they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them, the Lord has done great things for us. We are glad. One of the most common themes in the Bible message is that of joy and gratitude. The joy represented in this psalm has a universal and timeless element. Paul writes in his letter to the early Christians phrases like, Rejoice always. It is examples such as Psalm 126 that allow us an insight into how to do that. First is the element of experiencing the blessings and the hope found in God. The Hebrew people were promised that they would be rescued and returned to their home. The idea that they would not be forgotten or abandoned. This must have been a challenging thing for the Hebrew people to hold on to. The two empires that had swallowed them up were massive and powerful. They would have struggled to understand how a solution or a return could be even possible. Yet the God of heaven had promised them just that. And it would come in one of the most unlikely directions. It would come from the Persian king's decree. The American POWs were held for years, largely in isolation from the world and from each other. How easy it would have been for these men under these conditions to think that they had been forgotten by their country. It would have been difficult to understand or imagine the mechanics of how they would ever make it home again. Yet their nation had not forgotten them, and one of them returned as soon as possible. Looking back at that moment, the reunion of the POWs with their families was played on live TV, not an easy feat in 1973. Its emotional impact was felt around the country. So part of the mandate of a believer is to look back at the moments of despair in their lives and see the hand of God as the situation resolves. It is one thing to look at a house that has been devastated by fire and weep over what was lost, but when the house is rebuilt, it is time to celebrate. However, this psalm is much more personal than that. This psalm is marking the remembrance and the celebration of God's mercy and help. But it is the last part of the psalm that makes this connection with the early Christians possible. It reads, Those who sow in tears shall reap with joyful shouting. He who goes to and fro weeping, carrying his bag of seed, shall indeed come again with a shout of joy, bringing his sheaves with him 
This last part is hard for a modern audience to connect with because it is so far outside of our experience. Why would the farmer be weeping while spreading his seed on the field? Remember that the wheat seed is the same as what is made into flour and into bread. For a farmer to have seed to plant for the next year, he has to set some of his crop aside and not eat it or sell it. When he plants that seed, he is literally taking food from the mouths of his family to scatter on the ground. If the previous harvest had not been good, he knew he and his family would suffer until the next harvest came in. Think of the discipline that it took to watch your children's food be thrown across the field. Knowing the possibility of starvation was real. Thus the statement about scattering seed in tears, but the joyful shouting when the harvest is brought in and the threat of starvation is past. We can understand this in terms of faith. It could be said that it is easy to have confidence in the promises of God and the good times, the happy times. But can we keep the same confidence when our lives get hard or complicated? It is then that the believer is scattering the works of faith in the God of their salvation. They wake up the next day in the same difficult place, maybe a prison cell in northern Vietnam or a far-off land called Babylon or the persecution of the early Christians, knowing that the rescue would not be today. They are sowing the seed in tears, looking forward to the salvation of God. Day in and day out, the struggle continues or even can worsen, but the believer continues to cast the seed out into their life. What is the time limit for waiting on salvation? For the POWs, it would be more than five years in those cells. For some, they would wait 70 years to see Jerusalem again. For some, like many early Christians that were killed, it would be the promise that heaven would be worth it all, to shout with joy over what is the overwhelming mercy and love of God. But this is only possible if we continue to sow, even when it is done in tears. The impact of the POW's return on that generation is hard to overestimate. The least glamorous of the players, the airplane itself, has been preserved in the Air Force Museum in Dayton, Ohio. It is known as the Hanoi Taxi and is one of the most photographed displays there because a whole generation remembers the joy on the faces of those men returning home. We are going home. How can we miss that moment for ourselves? We need to sow the seed of hope and faith for the God that keeps his promises. Are you ready to shout for joy?
Thank you for listening to this episode of By the Still Water. It is our desire that these messages reflect the true Word of God. If you would like to reach us, you can reach us by email at bythestillwater2024 at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook at By the Still Water Podcast. Please consider subscribing. This will alert you to new episodes when they are made available. Again, thank you for listening.